4: This is Burke in the Game, an I Heart Radio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. Um, I'm having a very special guest, someone that I think has known me the longest out of all the pro dancers ever, ever on Dancing with the Stars and who actually got me the job or who recommended me. I wouldn't say he 100% got it for me. I got it for myself. Um, But he definitely requested that they come in, they meaning the producers come in and interview me. Mr. Louis Van Amstel. He's a Dutch American ballroom dance champion, professional dancer and choreographer who appears on the US reality television series. Dancing with the Stars. He is the creator of the very popular dance fitness program called La Blast. Van Amstel was cast for season one of Dancing with the Stars in early 2005. I don't know if you guys remember, he danced with Trista Sutter. She was like the very first bachelorette, I think. Anyway, um, he's now returned to the show for season 31. And I personally love Dancing with Louis. He brings out the best in me. He is like my go-to partner. You know how everyone has their go-to partners on Dancing with the Stars. Like Val always dances with Jenna when she's not pregnant, obviously. You had Max and PETA. You know, you have your pe- your person. And Louis is my person. Anyway, um, he, you know, has partnered with all different types of celebrities. Lisa Renna was one of them. And this past season or this season, she, he uh, he partnered with actress Cheryl Ladd, the original Charlie's Angels. What's really cool is that she actually requested Louis. And that was the main reason why he is back, and I hope he stays back. Anyway, um, Van Amstel, I like to just call him Louie, first name basis only, he is married to longtime boyfriend, or was his boyfriend, Joshua Joshua Lancaster, and um, they both live in Sundance, Utah, and they have two adopted sons, Daniel and Jonathan, that I definitely want to talk about because I have been seriously thinking about adopting, not in the near future, but I would say in a few years from, from today. Anyway, I'm really excited. Louie and I have so much to catch up on. We still haven't had like a proper dinner um, because we've only seen each other through rehearsals and they've been like grueling rehearsals. So I'm very excited just to uh, chat with my longtime friend, dance partner, and family member, Louis Van Amstel. Stay tuned.
0: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
1: In my best hopes...
3: This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption.
4: We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
3: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
4: podcasts. Louis Van Amstel, welcome to Burke in the Game. This has been a podcast of getting me back in the game. Since I am newly divorced, I have to eventually, unfortunately, get back into the dating game. Um, And I'm not really looking forward to it, uh, to say the least. Um, but forget about me for now. Welcome oh, we'll to go my there. home, sober. <laughs> <laughs> my sober home, which this was not a sober home, but it's a different vibe. What was the feeling when you walked in here for the first time in a while?
5: Well, first of all, right now it's about what 4:30 p.m., and you yeah. have a gorgeous view. That's all covered. When I was here last, it was 2 a.m.
4: and it was still gorgeous views
5: yes but another kind of view yes it was glory anyway, views we don't have to go there No, we don't Let's, we had a great time I don't, I don't
4: remember it's as if it wasn't me um i like to keep it like oh, that oh gosh uh, so louis and i go back from was it honestly 13 you 13
5: met me? 14 you were dancing with david
4: oh my god david bruckner was my very <laughs> first partner you guys so in the competition circuit you were like an icon still an icon you Your words, six. not mine.
5: I just worked hard at it.
4: <laughs> but that's the thing. That is, and it's only how hard is it to become top six, um, a professional world class Latin American champion out of all the couples in the world? That is a huge accomplishment.
5: Thank you. It is. And if you work hard, it sounds cliche, but things will happen. But yeah. it didn't happen over roses. Or overnight. It was yeah. overnight. No, it started at 12 competing for the first time and then at 15 i had an english partner and And now you're 16 and i'm 16 yes (laughs) and then you go international no you've you've done it for many years but but the audience hasn't so tell no so being in europe um at 15 i started my international career my Mm -hmm. parents luckily allowed me to finish no stop school not finish school and go to england luckily it all worked out at 15 at 15 yes so what grade is that um well it was it works a little different in europe but until 16 you have to go to school but my principal decided to be in on the risk and just said i'll keep him on in school on paper oh and so fast forward a few years later 1994 after we became world champion Uh, that same person came to our celebration party, had a little speech and he said, right now I feel so much better because the fact that he let me go at 15 and a half, it was half a year, but yeah, he so he basically
4: like was like pass.
5: He actually did a little one of those that, okay, I was part of the world champion in the making and, uh, but you know what, and this is for many people that listen or watch, if you achieve a goal, a dream, you know what's harder the day after
4: yeah when you're like that's it now what?
5: yeah it I was depressing every athlete, yeah and not everyone will understand that, but if you have Athletes a dream will. and you work towards that dream and yeah. now you hear that national anthem that gold medal is around your shoulders uh, around your neck, then what? Yeah. it really I did not expect that depressive feeling. But it took. They took a few days. But and that then, was at
4: 15. But then you switched. No,
5: no, no, no. This was now oh, fast forward at 21. It. Then we decided, and this is important for us. Even though becoming a world champion, we didn't feel it was enough. Mm. We wanted to do it again because mm-hmm. when you are repeat mm-hmm. world champion, Defending. now no one can take that away from you. Right. So now you go back to the world championships. Now the pressure is on. Because mm-hmm. now everyone wants to take that title from of you. It was even harder emotionally and mentally. Oh yeah. But nevertheless, but, we did it.
4: Okay. Well, let's have real talk here. Look, I think I I don't know how that feels because I was never um, a world champion. However, I think with any sport, job, pressure, and expectation, there always is the only one way to go, and either that's up or down. It's pretty black or white like that. Yes. And then there's, oh, wait, how do I feel? Like, the, how do you handle the pressure? How did you handle it? Were you, um, did you guys communicate about it? Did you keep it to yourself? Like, how would you handle the fact that you've already been a champion, now there's only one way to go?
5: Yes, well, repeat. And then from amateur, we decided to turn pro and we did show dance. Yeah. And what we didn't expect is that we would become world champion a third year in a row as pros so that was
4: wait what is show dance for our listeners so show dance
5: is the one part of the ballroom dance competition where you're alone on the floor you choose the music and you can do multiple dances within three minutes you can dress however you want
4: like what we do on dancing on the stars basically
5: pretty much yeah. But normally the dance competition is that you're on the floor with, well, in the final with six couples, and then you get judged and compared to those other five couples (laughs) with a number on your back. Show dance, you're alone on the floor. And that's what we love coming from other forms of dance. Mm -hmm. So winning it for the third time. But you know what? I have to go back. I'll do it short. No, it's Mm -hmm. okay. In 1992, Julie and I were dancing three years together since 1989. In those three years, I went from zero to 100 miles. Within a year, we were in all the major finals. Within two years, we were traveling the world, all major finals, world championships, you you How name old it. Were you? That was 18, 19, and 20. Got it. If you get. Fame so quickly within your own industry, and this is where I think you can identify your early years of Dancing with the Stars, where you come in from nowhere, you win season two, then boom, you win season three. We go on tours. We feel like rock stars. That can go to your head either in arrogance or emotionally can take you to a place where you go into hiding. I am no longer in control over my own body, my decisions, because now everyone wants you. And we had that so early in 1992, it got to me. In what way? I said, stop, I can't do this anymore. We were third in the world. What do you mean it got to you? It got to me all the traveling all the people want something. Well, Now you represent your country. Mm. You can't say no. You have to go there. I'm not a political person. Never be, never will be. But then they started pulling us. Japan here, China here. It was great it's on paper, great. And five-star hotels, you get all that treatment. Mm. And all I wanted to do was go home. Be with my friends mm-hmm. and be an adolescent. Of course, of course. And it was kind of taken from me, your and passion I, passion and love. I, yep. Yeah, and I wasn't doing it anymore because I wanted. I was doing it because I was pressured into it. Well, you
4: feel like a robot. Yep,
5: yeah. and that's how I felt. But I, I said no.
4: Good for you. I
5: did that, even though they said your career is over. So in 1993 December, I did a few things. Went to the academy for a few months, and I, I when I in 1992, I said. I know what I don't want. I need to figure out what I want. That's yeah. important. So 1993, I knew what I wanted. I missed it. I wanted to dance under my control. Uh-huh. I say where I want to go and no one can tell us. So Julie and I became a partnership again. Again. And then we lost even in our home country to a couple that have never made the final. Oh, anyway, go. oh, goodness. didn't matter. Didn't matter. So we got back December 1993. Didn't win the national competition in Holland. Nine months later, we win the world championships. And that's what gave me the confidence. Even now, why I am so about bringing the best out of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, bringing you, asking you in New York City in 2005, October or November, to say, Cheryl, you need to do Dancing with the Stars. It's a good thing. and
4: Terrifying.
5: And you did. And I talked with Max and Yelena. They said, no, 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 because they were still Max competing. Max Murkowski. Max Murkowski. And you know, it's.
4: I don't know if you remember. I had no identity. I had no opinion. I didn't talk a lot at all. And when I did talk, I had a little tiny English accent. Don't know where that came from. But I always say, and not in a negative way, but the ballroom world is a man's world. It is. In, in, in the sense of the way... I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying in my, in my experience, and everyone's different, I do believe that you know, for the ballroom, especially Latin, right? The man leads, the woman follows. And even my coaches would always go to the, my male partner to ask him what he wanted to do as far as choreography goes. I didn't even know what my favorite color was when I did my first interview in New York. Well,
5: going- I 100% agree with you. Anyway, I want to say something. If you would have stayed in the ballroom industry... You could have had a phenomenal career. The only downside is, would you have been happy about it?
4: I actually don't believe and that I would have had a phenomenal career. Because like you, I didn't believe in the political game. So I never did it for the result. I did it purely based on the pure passion and love of wanting to learn. And I loved what I saw when I would dance. I did. I, I loved it. I loved the feeling. It was a sense of therapy for me. It was my only way to truly express my authentic self.
5: Yeah. I agree. I did it between 12 and yeah, World Championship as a therapy. And now we get to dance on Dance with the Stars and get that passion back.
4: One more question before we get there, though. What did you learn about yourself?
5: It ain't over until I say it's over. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and to follow your intuition.
5: Follow your intuition.
4: By the way, you haven't aged one freaking year. Like, you look exactly the same. Than, I'm not even time. kidding. Thank I'm you. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to, like kiss your ass, there's no reason for it. I truly believe that I don't know. So what is your secret to other than La Blast, which we'll talk about obviously, but is it the genes? Is it because you take I know you've always got no, to No, I'm I'm very of proud yourself. of what it is. Yeah.
5: There's a few things. When I was in my teens, I said, no, here's what my coach said, Rude Verme. You better do it now, boy, because when you're 26 it's over. Interesting. So I always thought, okay, I'm in my 20s. So when I'm 30, I want to be able to be in a better shape Mm. than I was in my my 20s. When I was 40, the goal was to look better than in my 30s. And whether it's true or not, people can judge all they want. I hold myself to those standards. So the last 10 years, I was looking at, okay, what can I do? How old are you? I'm turning, I turned 50 in June. So I'm 50. You're like J-Lo for the men. Oh my gosh! Thank you. I take. It. I'll take you really it. Really are, but for me, it's really a lifestyle. Yeah, it's the no, lifestyle 100%. where it is. Do burn the calories. Do the weight training. Your muscle strength. I love skiing. Skiing is my first passion. That bone density needs to be thick because when you go on those slopes, you. I mean, I don't want to break a bone, but I also don't want to take away the fun of skiing because, right. of course, as dancers, you're not going to go on the bunny slope. We have to no
4: black diamond anyway.
5: Um, yes, let's be very clear on that one. So it's that and also work on your mental and emotional health. That's probably the biggest one I that I got that. from 1992.
4: Okay, let's talk detail. How do you work on, for example, your mental uh, health? What do you do for that on a daily? Is it a daily thing or is it, what is it?
5: Daily. What it's is daily. It exactly? So metaphorically speaking, I do not throw anything under the rug
4: you face your feelings.
5: Face the feelings. It might take a few days, but also with my husband, Josh, especially in the earlier years, we really communicated. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're dealing with a little it's bit okay. more complicated feelings, but That's normal. we're working through it. But the fact that we're communicating and myself also, you can do a lot of self talking. You don't have to say a word, but you can reflect on hey, do I re- regret saying this? Do I how well, could I have done that differently? Put your ego aside. It's not a competition with yourself, with your egotistical self. It is how can I be better?
4: Mm-hmm. And
5: what can you do for others? That makes also, you feel good too.
4: Oh my God. That is that is everyone I believe. Uh, when everyone's like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? It's like we have sometimes just have to look outside ourselves for a second yep. and just notice, you know, when I have just the experience, I, I basically define everything by seasons um, in my life because that's all I know for the past 26 seasons. But when I would make Dancing with the Stars about me and there were times when I did that and that was after my first two seasons, but I would definitely started, uh, I guess, competing but for the wrong reasons, I started comparing myself and comparison is the devil. That definitely it does not do anybody any good to compare because everybody's different. But when I did do that, that was when I got so in my head that I, it was about me and and outshining everybody. And then that was when I was not as successful. And then when I honestly stopped drinking and I now meditate twice a day and I do transcendental meditation and I'm in consistent therapy. I've a cognitive therapist and a somatic therapist. And when I do the work like that, I start to understand my purpose and my purpose is is not to be self-consumed in that way, to still be selfish in the therapeutic aspect of things and to really self love is what I call selfish, you know, in a Mm -hmm. good way. But when you start to understand that, you know, why do we do something like this? Why is Dancing with the Stars still on air? It's because we're trying to also put a smile on people's faces when they watch us dance. And when we get so caught up in, is this has to be perfect. This has to be this. I need a mirrorball trophy. It actually, for me, from my own experience, it works against you.
5: You have two. I have zero. Well, so- that doesn't
4: matter. You can have one. Mine's <laughs> half broken. You know mine was a lampshade because that's how old it is. Oh that's gosh. what they used. A lampshade.
5: But kidding aside, it's the moment you win something, everyone else wants to take it away. That's, <laughs> that is competition. Yeah. But in your head, you try to defend and defend rather than, no, nope, this is just a moment in time. And our job is to help others. And to me, being a parent right now, that has shined so much more light on validating others' feelings seeing it from their point of view. And when you do, it makes you feel better about yourself too yeah. because you helped someone else.
4: Yeah. And Let's talk about this. I've talked a lot with you about adoption and I've actually just had a therapy session last week and told my therapist about you and our conversations. And cause you know, I've had a lot of um, thought about maybe I freeze my eggs, but then I have body dysmorphia as well. And I just don't um, see myself, especially just as a single woman going through like the, Hormones and shooting myself. I I don't I don't think I'm fit for it, and I don't want to do it. So therefore, there's other options. And when I was talking to you, there was a sense of ease and peace that went through my body. Thinking, oh, Phew, you can have you can adopt kids. Like I totally I guess I didn't think about that because I feel like five
5: hundred thousand still... are available I as know. of today. Right, it's ridiculous, huh?
4: Did you always have that? Um, I guess, uh, want no no.
5: In, when I still lived in Holland, we're not going into detail, but with my best friend, female, we tried to conceive a child. Yes. You had sex?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, you just said we're yes, not going to go know. into too much detail. And boom, and, and, I didn't well, know you had that experience. I yes, swear I thought... Yes, I did.
5: It didn't work, and thank goodness <laughs> it didn't work because six like, months literally? later, I moved. Um, when I met Josh and when we became serious... How did
4: you meet Josh? Josh is... Louis's husband. Sorry, we're all over the place, yes. but this is Sorry. who we are.
5: Yes, he's my husband. We met at the Abbey in West Hollywood. Even <laughs> hey, <though it's-
4: laughs> Abbey.
5: Was it one of our nights there? No, who no, knows? it wasn't. No, I don't it wasn't. remember. It wasn't. Anyway, he's from Austin, so he's Texan, and he was there uh, visiting for 24 hours. We met in that time. Boom, and the rest is history.
4: Like boom, boom? Okay.
5: No, boom, not boom, boom. boom. For three months, it was text messaging and <laughs> phone calls. That got boom, it. boom was way later. Was
4: this FaceTime? Was FaceTime existed no, then? Not no, not yet. No, no yet. yet. Texting okay, and it, calling.
5: It, got it, got it. Anyway, then when we became serious, that's the first thing he said. I want to get married and I want to have children. Wow. And I thought, oh, I thought I gave up on the idea of either marriage or uh, kids because I was kind of in the same spot as you, as in living the Hollywood lifestyle we had two seasons a year, then we went on tour. Right. I mean, we had the lifestyle But you weren't
4: married previously. No.
5: No, no, I'm talking about before Matt. Before, yeah. Anyway, so how are you gonna find a soulmate in Hollywood? Really? I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> looking for the next best thing. You of you course. have it one day and can is there some something better out there? Right. It's no. And I living in Utah now and, that is so crystal clear. Oh right. That oh it's so hard to find someone. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter as for another, or maybe no, later. No, this is
4: not for another. This is for okay, now. Okay, we're
5: going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's talk. So, let's anyway. Let's have a real talk here. We got married in 2017. Where? And in How Utah at invited? Sundance. Oh, you were invited? I was invited, actually. Yeah, I you remember. were. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you had, I don't know. Wait, when what was this? kind of excuse Two thousand
4: seventeen. No, this was...
5: January s- 2017. I remember. You know what? In 2014 when we got together, that's when we started talking about having kids. Got we it. did discuss surrogate mm. but then we decided adoption is best for us and we wanted to adopt older What
4: is why, so why would so I guess just out of curiosity for me, my therapist also mentioned um, surrogate versus adopting. Now what does that entail?
5: You can whether you adopt a baby or a 10 year old the way we did? The moment you see that picture on a thumbnail picture on that's the website. I won't go on the website yet. No, do it. I to. told you, don't do I it. Will, it's don't like a dog. Do it.
4: It's not like a dog, but like it will be like my dog. I will literally just want to adopt all of them.
5: You'll want to. And and you're going to cry. You're going to sob. Oh, you're no. going to. So when you're ready, that's when you look. And And the moment we saw the thumbnails of both of our boys, we started bawling. And we knew. Those are our sons. And we went after them and nothing would stop us. Was
4: that a different feeling than other people you saw?
5: Yeah. You just go through. You, you just, just know. know. You know. Because you. we didn't care about the ethnicity. We yeah. cared about the age and the number. Why 10? Because older kids are most likely to end up on the streets. Mm. And unfortunately, I hate to have to say it, but the suicide rate. Among 18-year-old foster kids is the highest. Oh, interesting! And it is—it's sad. Besides that, if you look at Josh's age, 33. I am 50. At the time, I was 30. What eight? So what was he,
4: Josh? Three. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's illegal. he was 21 when oh, we met. Got it, got he was legal. Got it, got yes, got check the
5: I checked my, the ID. My math is anyway. great. We know this already. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're looking at okay, a 10-year-old kid. I would have been 30 eight instead of 48 and he would have been 23. Mm -hmm. So we were looking between five and 10 post the diapers and the sleepless. Oh, you don't want to change the diaper. We wanted the end of precognitive into, okay, now they can learn, learn things and go travel with us. We love traveling. So, but we ended up seeing those pictures. We fell in love. Mm. And so you go to the website and the thing is yes get over that window shopping how oh shoot it's not good it's sad and no it's
4: not it's actually it's you're easy. saving a life
5: it's accessible yeah. to people and right. I don't think they know how accessible it is to adopt in the United States state adoption is so much cheaper than private adoption so
4: I was going to ask you this with adoption obviously comes past trauma yes but i believe that we're going to deal with it regardless. I don't think anyone can stay away from dealing with any type of trauma, no. even from yourself. There's different levels, mind you. How do you handle it? Are they in therapy? Have they always they been They
5: have therapy every single week.
4: And also you I as have well. a
5: therapist, yeah. Josh has his own therapist, and there's nothing embarrassing about no. it. No. I was actually Absolutely the last not. one I to start my therapy.
4: I can I believe that. And He's European. That's what <laughs> happens.
3: This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption.
4: We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
3: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host.
4: Take it back to the good old days. So what is, I guess, look, we haven't spent too much time together. We, when we do spend time together, it's learning a routine or one of 75 we're going to do this season. What is the biggest difference, I guess, that um, from what you now know of me today versus when you were here last time?
5: You've definitely gone through your waves. Oh, yeah. and yeah. We, Evolved, as people like to say. Yes. It's, but I'm still a little concerned. About what? And we'll we'll get there. It's of course when I, I remember. Gosh, I remember walking into. Wait, Dance you can't Se-
4: leave me on a cliffhanger, guys. I will get Wait. there.
5: Oh yes. Do you do you think this okay, is the first fine. time I've done things like fine, these? Fine, fine, fine. Hey, um, so 2005. Yeah. Walking into Dance New York, turning around, you were sitting on that corner, and we sat and talked. What three, four minutes about it? And then the next thing, boom, you said, yes, you're on the show. And then you won season two, won season three. We go on tour. I don't even think the alcohol happened extremely.
4: No, it didn't happen until I moved here when I was 21.
5: Yes, but when we, you have to understand, you're the 21-year-old from New York, not really having a major career yet. You would have, I believe, but you would have. But then you go the other way and then boom, you win season one. You boom, you win season two. Well, season two and season three with Emmett My first and two, Drew. Yeah. Then we go on our first tour. We mm-hmm. all felt like rock stars. 10, 15,000 people, 36 times in a row. We go back on TV. Boom. I mean, it did something to me. What? Let alone, well, you know, it makes you feel confident. Mm. But it can also Scary. do the opposite because mm-hmm. you experienced, after season two winning, season three winning, you experienced what I experienced in 1995, mm. having to defend your title. Mm. It's the worst feeling. And then the comparison start. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm older. I'm going to hire the younger one. Then Julianne Huff came. And then came. I drank more. Yeah. 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 it's It makes sense. So we had that period of a lot <laughs> of fun. Julianne Huff came. <laughs> well, yes. I love you. But... <laughs> And that Good. she did the same thing in season four and season no. five. And then Derek came. And um, and <laughs> <The huffs. laughs> Yes. And then it's all of you, but also I'm the one that got you all on the show. Right. And I'm 15 years.
4: Godfather. Your
5: senior. How do you think that did to me when I was not on season Oh, four I know what it and did. And season to you. five. I'll
4: never forget it.
5: But I, you were
4: living with me in the palazzo. Oh, my gosh. And your closet was yes. my cupboards. Because I also was an alcoholic, still am technically. It's a disease, but I was drinking heavily. I was an active one, and I didn't own one hanger. Do you remember okay. that?
5: Oh my gosh, yes, I do. Moving on, <laughs> I was a messy alcoholic. No, so, this is so then good. This is great. I was not on a few seasons. So yeah. we've had some dinners here and there, but well, we kind of went Utah, our different ways. Yeah. Also, I must say, too, I saw it not only happening to you but also others. I grew up with alcoholic parents, uh-huh. smoking chain smokers and I decided it's not for me. I will not do it. So when I saw you go there and others go there, the partying every Mm -hmm. Monday night. You hated it. I went a few times, but I thought it's just not my cup of tea. And I had to protect myself.
4: And And you tried to protect me, but I wouldn't have it.
5: Well, I have another personal friend, nothing to do with dancing with the stars. I did the same. I said, you should stop right now. We should go. No, I'm not going. But
4: that's the thing. You can't i do it
5: once i do it twice but then after the third time i did my part Mm -hmm. now it's on you Mm -hmm. and And
4: eventually hopefully they'll get there
5: yes because here's the difficult thing being on the other side of people that you see are going the wrong way you have to learn it on your dime who am i to take that learning experience away from you but also cheryl it's been hard not just with you but seeing my own kids sometimes that you want to step in as that parent or friend because what of a friend have i what am i what kind of friend am i to you if if i see you fall and i'm not there to
4: actually pick you up that is a friend
5: yes but at the same time okay you want to go there you go there but then when you come the door will always be open Mm -hmm. and that's I've never really spoken these words to you. No, this is crazy. But I've always been there, even with one or two text messages. We had dinner mm-hmm. a few years ago and oh. Pump. Oh, there you go. It's, <laughs> it's See, been I'm already a going while. crazy. <laughs> so there's always been that you're on your own, but at the same time, I'm here yeah. when you're ready. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you know, years go by and you reconnect with me. I almost stepped on that plane. Because I came back from Europe the day of your wedding, I told yeah. you that no, I know. that I, I would have been there. No, it's okay to support. By
4: the way, I wish you still would have been. I don't regret any of no, it. No, you know?
5: but it's um, and then of course you go through divorce and and, yeah. and here we are, season thirty one, which by the way has felt amazing mm-hmm. as a group. I think this is one of the best seasons. Mm-hmm. Not about the celebs or anything. It's just the there is mm-hmm. yes, and that is all of us. I think as we're all as a collective, older, yeah. we... It's a different we generation, though. We yes. are the
4: oldest. And I yes. think that... But I think what's different, though, like you said to me in the tra- by the trailers backstage yesterday, was for the first time, you don't feel the need to keep everything to yourself. Like, you no. want to help. Because I wonder if it is it because you feel the need because to pass down your knowledge in a way. I think it is. And also to be of service. Like, yep. how... I mean the feelings. I mean, I also I get what you're saying because there's times you're just like, no, I'm not going to help anybody. They wouldn't do that for me. But it just turns yes. into just nasty energy inside it, your body. It, and
5: it makes everyone feel better when they feel heard. Last night it was Jesse. Everyone came up. Oh, great job! And this and it was heartfelt. She said it. Oh my gosh, you guys make me feel so much better about myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why didn't we do that earlier? But then again, we're all young and competitive.
4: Why didn't we do what earlier?
5: Help each other. Oh, Say it out loud. Right. Thinking, oh, you did a great job. we never did. Say it. And this is one thing I'm going so personal here. In my own therapy sessions that my husband would say, I don't feel heard. And I heard him, but I didn't say that I heard him. And that's something I then realized, oh my gosh, my mother and I, that's that's my parents. I got that from them. I need to change that. And I've been doing that a few times this week alone. That's great that you're Say noticing it. Noticing it. it. And there's, no
4: one has ever heard it enough. No especially if no. it has to do with any type of reassurance or love or just a compliment. Yeah. We even love if to they criticize, can't. Oh, but, that, but it's think so about hard. Why to compliment. do we love to criticize? Cause we've been criticized or judged our whole lives. That's yeah. all I know. I yeah. was just doing another interview prior to this. And all I know is com- competition and judging yeah. and not being the one to judge though. That has happened obviously through other ways. Obviously I'm very judgmental and that's something I'm working on, but like really, It is not a normal life the way that we've been raised and in this world of being judged and competing in constant comparison that don't tell me that anybody uh, it wears and tears on you and Mm -hmm. especially my mental state because um, that's what I've been wired to and also goes back to the way I was raised.
5: And we are our own worst enemies. Oh it's God. It's, you think
4: I'm mean to like my partners always say, You're so mean I say, wait till you hear what I say to myself. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So wait, why are you still worried about me?
5: Because you keep talking about I need to go back to the dating scene, am I ready? I, I don't th- need to. No, exactly. That's that's I my love dating point. myself. <laughs> but it's it's
4: but you're not worried I, about like my alcoholic. No. Workout. Oh, no, I've no, no, been no, I've sober no. for four years. It's. Just so you I'm know. so proud of that. Thank it's,
5: you. Uh, I have a close friend here who also is three, four years mm. sober. And I only commend you. It's, One day at a time. It's, well, that's just as what it is. And the more you look for it, the harder it is. And when that person is ready to walk into your life... Mm. They come when you least expect it. Oh, no. And honestly,
4: it's, it I don't even think I'm ready to do it. I no. actually enjoy, like I've always said, there's a enjoy difference between you. being lonely and alone. I'm not lonely. I love being alone. Like that is Good. something new. I honestly look forward to coming home to my dog and us just playing and me chasing her like a crazy person around this couch area. But I also never felt that way before. It was always lonely. And so I would fill the void with being physical with someone else, with dating, with drinking, with partying, with being too exhausted that I would have to be in fight, flight, or freeze. There's
5: literally this. a flight.
4: Yeah, literally Fly. fight, Fly. flight, or freeze. Fly. Yes, <laughs> like like fighting for my life because it was seven days a week. And I am no longer wanting that. I, 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 my goal in life is to find whatever makes me feel at peace and at ease with myself and content like I always used to think the roller coaster ride if you're in a relationship that's just like this like my mom and stepdad Bob for example I always thought oh how boring no no no. that is the ultimate goal is to not have those crazy ups and downs Mm -hmm. like that's what causes stress which causes cancer which causes a short life the not no drama is is the goal and I never understood that till just recently
5: Good. I'm glad you joined the bandwagon on that one. Yeah. That's why I felt uh, six years ago, I had a breakdown in my office on my penthouse condo above Sunset. Sounds all bougie, huh? And it was. (laughs) It was at a rooftop. You've been there. And I broke down. I didn't even know why. When was this? This was six and a half years ago Uh in 2016. And I just started bawling. And Josh across the, we were in the office. Our second bedroom was the office. And he was looking at me, what happened to you? I said, I don't know. And then I started reflecting and I realized I wanted to get the f- out of LA. LA. Yeah. And he said, Okay, okay, when were you thinking next week?
4: Wait, so what it's, triggered all that emotion? Did ag- something trigger it?
5: Again.
4: Or you just had a it's moment just of silence. Over
5: all the politics or Pressuring. the pressure of having to, it, having to achieve Yes, yeah. and that's what I have with the social media Ugh. thing, and um, I mean the pressure on getting more social media followers because well, otherwise you won't be back on TV. That's well, not true. It's obviously well, no, it's not true. I'm back, and <laughs> right. I'm the one with the least. Like when people said that I'm
4: too fat for television. Obviously, that's not true. I'm on it's, TV. <laughs> it, it's,
5: but you always have those people. Yes, and we need it needs to go in one here, out the other. People have to follow their intuition more. And what does they, that
4: mean for people that don't understand that? Okay,
5: so I use it a lot. Coaching still. Okay. That you still coach? Oh yes, I couples. coach. and I really enjoy it. Not
4: like life coaching, but like no dance dance couples. dance but coaching. But you are a life but, coach. But oh in my way. gosh, yes, it's You're a mentor.
5: it's pretty much sixty percent psychology, like what we do and here, human behavior, and dancing and, with the stars, and helping them, and yeah. that is such a joy, and it's a job, but I enjoy it so. We oftentimes, and I've I've believed mental and emotional health when I started La Blast 12 years ago. That was the reason why I wanted to join the fitness industry to add something that they are missing, the emotional health and wellness, because dance does that. So now suddenly, thank you, Simone Biles, during the Olympic Games, she stepped out. I understood her in a small little way, 1992, I did that. I just didn't do it while I was at the Olympics. I did it during a lesson two weeks before Blackpool, which is, which our, is our Open Olympics. World Championship. Yeah. So, so when she did that, I felt even more confident to talk about intuition, follow your gut. Wow. So what is the gut? It's the emotional self, the mental self, and the physical self. If all three are talking to each other in balance, you can say, you live life intuitively. Mm-hmm. So there are thinkers, feelers, mm-hmm. and doers in the world. So you can kind of, you have to be honest with yourself. Are you a thinker? Do I don't you think you're either or.
4: Well, I, I mean. I don't think it's black or white.
5: It isn't. But everyone has all three. Of course. And You then, just have
4: to want to tune into it.
5: Yes. So the doers mm-hmm. are the athletes, the the ones that are The CEOs,
4: CEOs of companies. Yeah.
5: Physicals. And then you have the people that always overthink. They sit down. I'm that too. And cognitive, always <gasps> That's cognitive. That's why I used to drink. Rationalize. And then you have the feelers. Yes. And really, we're all three. Yeah. And we have to develop the two-thirds that we either don't like or we don't want to go. But then again, you can't be intuitive until you face all three.
4: Right. Do you think that as in layman terms, like honestly... There is a feeling, you know, when it arises. And because we're dancers, I do believe that we are more in touch with our bodies and have Mm -hmm. more body awareness than most, even than some athletes. But because we we strive off of this, especially ballroom dancers. Do you think that for people like us, we are definitely we feel we think and we overthink and we also do. Right.
5: It's deep. But that's part the part I love deep. And that's what I've been doing with myself for over 25 years that I feel, why did I do that? Why do I do that? And then when you are in balance and you follow that intuition more, Mm -hmm. you start making decisions that instantly make you feel better.
4: Doors open. Isn't that the ultimate? Let's talk about La Blase, Louis, because I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Honestly, I think it is something that you are of course of in service for other people that want to dance that don't may not maybe too shy, but you know, you make it attainable. What is your the premise of Le Blas? How did you come up with it and what is going on with it currently?
5: So, thank you for asking this question because yeah. I never want to make it about just promoting my company. I mean, but the why is important. Yes. So, Season seven, you had Drew, I had Lisa Rena.
4: Season seven, two.
5: Season two. Yes. Two. I Lisa Rena. Season seven. Sorry. No, no, no. Season, season two. two. Then we went on tour. Lisa joined. Then mm-hmm. the second tour, Harry uh, joined as well. And then Lisa said, Well, Louis, I blame you for being addicted to dancing. I can go back to the show. I milked it. You need to start a class. I'll promote it. You just do the class. Well, then three years later, season nine i had kelly osborne as my partner and that was such a special journey oh,
4: i love those osbornes
5: not just well you had jack mm-hmm. a few years later mm-hmm. um not just because of the dancing not just because she was the underdog oh,
4: yes they're they're just like being a part of her journey yes it really is that
5: but it was the effect that that journey had on the people mm-hmm. watching That gave me the confidence. Mm -hmm. It's only fair that I create something what Kelly enjoyed, what Lisa enjoyed, that you need to bring dance to the public for people that have never danced before. Mm -hmm. What can you do to make them happy? Because dancers, how many classes can First dancers of all, go to? there's science
4: behind it, which is why I'm also starting my dance program, but it has nothing to do with that. It has the fact that dance brings joy to yes. everybody. When your body is in movement, it, there is something chemically that happens in your body.
5: Yes. So when I went into the fitness industry, I decided, okay, well, I need 100% fitness mm-hmm. here. I did all my certifications. I went to fitness conventions. Gus, oh. we're doing about 15 a year. And present, listen to those instructors, because they teach at the gyms. And then I started adding weight training, hand weights, squats, and lunges, and the whole nine yards, your, plyometrics, la, la blast. while we're doing quick step, wow. while doing rumba, cucarachas, <laughs> and squats. Who knew? Cucarachas and squats were oh, wow. actually really close. It's just one is the fitness version, yeah. and one is the dance version, and it's all within 50 minutes And when I do the on-demand classes, yes, I don't see the people. I'm looking at a camera. So on-demand, like
4: on-demand.
5: People at home can do it 16 times a week live streaming, or we have archived videos. I mean, I don't know how many we have. Uh, We have our own website. You can go to our website and sign in. What is your website? And it's leblastfitness.com. And anyone can enjoy two weeks for free because, again, I want to sleep at night. So, we're offering it for free for two weeks so people can experience it. Yeah. But really, dance does so much as it does for you, therapeutic for me. Um, But also, people can really change their bodies. And you don't need
4: a dance partner.
5: Oh my gosh. That's the beauty of Blast because when you go to a dance studio, you need a partner. And you can, yeah, on a Friday night party, you can take lessons one on one. But if you, it's, it misses that intimacy that you have with your Mm -hmm, boyfriend mm -hmm. or your spouse. But with LeBlast, your hand weights are your partner. Mm-hmm. And well,
4: you are your partner and that would be perfect for me because I'm yes. dating myself.
5: And it's funny because Cheryl Ladd mm-hmm. and I were talking about it. I was in better shape before Dancing with the Stars Yes, than going in because now you're on a dance floor. We're teaching. It's great for the mind. But I'm not burning the calories no. the way well, I'm do it. Now you 50. are, my love. Well, now I am. Yes, dancing with you. It's <laughs> <That's> also left <lift.
0: laughs> your right still, arm.
5: Yeah, it's isn't it funny? It's Ugh. always our right arm. Yeah, it but is. it's it's really wonderful that we're now in ten countries. We're really we're growing our instructor base that mm-hmm. are teaching La Blast, and I'm really most proud that I started ballroom dancing at the age of ten mm-hmm. socially. Then it became therapeutic, then it became a career, then we went on TV doing it, and now we're in the fitness industry and yet it's still And you're changing people's dancing.
4: lives. You forgot about that.
5: That's the ultimate purpose for me.
4: You are. You have. Yes. Yeah. And mine. Thank you. I'm added Thank to that you. list. You've changed my life Thank for the you. best, for the better. One more question. What changes um that you've seen on Dancing with the Stars? I guess so how you haven't been on for how many years?
5: 7 2015, okay. Paula Dean was my last season.
4: What is the biggest difference you've seen from that generation on Dancing with the Stars, that me and you were both a part of, and the way it was before, right before you came back, like that gray area versus now? Like, what what do you think the show is missing? What do you think the show did as far as uh, a positive thing that happened to the show that is great that was different from 2006?
5: Well, there's multiple questions I in know. there, but. Give me the good, bad, and ugly. For one. If you look at the cast now versus 10 years ago, um, you m- and myself and Mark are part of the first five seasons because Mark, I think, joined season Peter. four. No, not Peter. Peter came way later. Yeah. I think season no, Mark, 11 or 12. Mark joined season five, or five So you have a lot of the youngsters that are now in the show. And personally, why I love it, again, I'm not... Gosh, it makes me either look old or bragging about the fact that I taught most of them you're when they were bragging, kids in it's just the Utah. Truth. <laughs> it's well, the truth. yeah, but I'm. It's, it's not about that. But no. what I love now to see them from the age of ten and twelve. Now they're professional. They're on Dancing with mm-hmm. the Stars, and probably five years ago, I would have been bitter about that. Okay. And now that's it's good. Like, you're admitting no, that. No, it's it's. It should be proud it's good. yes yeah. well I see it that way now yeah but I think it might have needed this ring <laughs> and two kids well, and also to kind of see you know what we're all in this together. and maybe your time off Well I'm definitely fresh and I love being back and I hope this is not the last time no I, I but they would really, be stupid if it was Well I mean it's not up to me and if if you know Disney plus ABC the BBC they all want to go for younger and younger. Well, I'm getting older and older, but I'm also here to but show everyone. But age is just a number. You well, don't
4: look older and older.
5: Hopefully, I am showing that. Yeah. Not in my talks, but in my in our dancing and in the in the dancing. And I have not I think lost we the passion.
4: Have. I think we have shown it. Well,
5: and we have more to come, exactly. and I can't wait for it. I think the show is on the air for so long for one simple reason: it takes people. To another world for two mm-hmm. hours a week, and then a lot of conversations during the week at the hairdresser, nail salon, yeah. shopping. It's a way to calling, get together, watch parties. Yes, it's, let's
4: vote. Let's vote together. Who are yes. you? It's a conversation,
5: and it, yeah. it's it's also it's good for the people that say, "Yeah, but Charlie is a dancer, Heidi is a dancer. Well, Cherilette is not, and and Sam is not." It's the diversity that makes this show special. And the fact
4: that you're even talking about it.
5: (laughs) Yes. And yeah, is it sometimes for us, you had Sam, I had Cheryl. Could you argue, well, it's unfair to us? No, it's not. Because I believe the audience, you have millions of people that will vote for Sam and Cheryl Mm -hmm. and millions of people that will go for Charlie. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm not bitter about it. I actually myself, if you were wondering at home watching, I ask for people. I rather have someone with no dance experience yeah. because I believe that's what the show is about. I've had
4: both, and I must say, I've had an, everyone from AJ McLean, Backstreet Boys with dance experience, to um, Sam Champion, for example. And it's easier to teach someone with no dance experience, and easier to mold them because they don't know what it, look, what feels awkward, let alone their own body awareness, let alone they have nothing to compare. They don't have bad no. habits.
5: No. No. And also I and believe love it's it. the willingness. with yes. someone with well, dance right. experience. I think you had that experience. Uh, all-star season. I had Sabrina, Brian. Amazing oh, right. dancer.
4: Wait, how was that experience? i never asked you.
5: Absolutely fantastic. First of well, all, it was I your love first Sabrina. Dancer, right? Yes, my first real, real dancer. Well, no, Monique Coleman in season three. Oh, yeah. High school music. She was beautiful. Yeah. She also made it to the top four. Yeah. She did. Oh, I yeah. mean, don't forget it was Joey. Mario and you and Emmett fighting for that top three. I mean, I don't think Monique stood any chance to and make Mario. that, yeah, that Mario final. Lopez. Yeah. Yes. So, but anyway, Sabrina, how wonderful. She was a great, fantastic dancer, hip hop, cheerleading, even lyrical jazz. She was fantastic. So my goal then was how far can I push her as a ballroom mm. dancer? And by week six, I remember her doing the rumba. I showed the rumba of Julie Fryer and I, mm. and I said, I'm going to give you that rumba. And she said, oh my gosh, Louie. I'm not going to say what she really said because <laughs> the F word is in there, but she did such a phenomenal job. And I love her as a, you know. I have it, to look at that again. It's gorgeous. Yeah, She did a fantastic job.
4: I'm okay. proud of you, Louie. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm proud I of you. hope that I, I hope, you know, first of all, that You're always on my mind and my heart, no matter the distance, no matter how long we haven't talked. I don't forget where I came from and I don't forget who has helped me get there. So thank you for everything. You're
5: welcome. And And for believing
4: in me. And I know I get on your nerves sometimes, but that's just the type of relationship we have. And that means I love you.
5: And I love it. I love you. And I wouldn't want to
4: have it any other way. So as always, you guys, we're going to move on to our question of the week. And so as you guys know, at the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, which is how did you overcome your fears of reaching your full potential or have you or are you in currently in it? Anyway, please answer and don't forget to um, email us at berkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at berkinthegame. Love you guys and thank you again to my special guest, Louis Van Amstel for joining us and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at BurkinTheGame. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at BurkinTheGame at iHeartRadio.com.
0: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.